Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. That's right. The only podcast where you can hear uh, about Shaq while you're in quarantine lockdown. That's right. Uh, Kazam, um, I remember this vaguely. I feel like the Mandela effect is in full effect because I feel like this was Shazam at some point. And I've heard people reference it as Shazam. There's an episode of Parks and Rec that Andy Dwyer, Chris Pratt's character, calls it Shazam. But it's not. Calls this movie Shazam? Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to the Horror (laughs) Movie Podcast. Welcome, Phil. Producer Phil is back in black. What's up, Phil? Yeah, man. What a great movie to come back around um, I'm I'm looking forward to talking this. I, I want you to know, Jack, that the first time I ever watched this movie was today. Wow. Yeah. I, did you know about it before today? Yes, I was aware of it. Um, I was not into basketball. Like 0% of my body and mind was into basketball when I was in high school. I uh, just did not care about it. And so um, I knew of Shaq. Obviously, everyone knew Shaq. But um, I, there was very little that made me want to see this movie if i had been a Shaq fan maybe i would have seen it but i i just wasn't well um Shaq definitely in uh, 1996 when this movie hit theaters um was definitely at his basketball peak as far as his popularity um reebok was selling lots of sneakers with Shaq on them uh there were reebok pumps i'm sure uh i remember them very vividly and i wanted a pair and um, then he comes out with this movie, Kazam. Before this, he'd had a video game called Shaq Fu, uh, <laughs> and it was not great. Kazam comes out as a movie, and it's not great. Uh, but Shaq could care less. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, Phil, catch people up before we get into this movie. What have you been up to, Phil? Tell folks what you have been up to. Uh, we've all been up to just staying in our bunker. Uh, but what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so it's um, this is maybe a time of year where for some people, I mean, honestly, for some people, it, it means unemployment. Um, and a lot of people, even if you are still employed because, um, because of the whole coronavirus thing that we're all living through right now at the time of this recording, you're maybe working less hours or working from home, which means maybe putting in some some fewer hours for it, which I I'm a full-time it guy for a, a local college. It is 
um, go time. And so we are in full swing, um, working 40 plus hours um, per week. I'm just trying to basically just try to keep up with all the, the support tickets that are coming in. So um, right, right now, this is the first week that we've been back for classes, uh, online only classes is, is what we're doing now. And so it's just been a ton of support um, on our ends, but I don't know, hopefully it's going to die down to, <laughs> by next week. We, we keep saying that every day that it's going to, uh, surely it'll get better by tomorrow and then it doesn't. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it gets better by next week, but it's been busy. Now, speaking of busy as well, uh, also on our podcast network, uh, you and I host another podcast, uh, Disney Plus Reviews, uh, and we uh, hope folks that are listening to this, uh, if you haven't already migrated over to that show, uh, give us a listen. It's a little different format. Uh, we do a little different thing with it, uh, but, but still fun and uh, very informative. Phil takes the lead a lot of those, and you will find folks uh, it's much more concise when Jack isn't steering you uh, in this ditch and into this ditch and chasing this and that rabbit. We get a lot more done. But with that said, uh, speaking of Disney Plus, folks that are listening right now, if you've never watched Kazam, hit pause right now on this because what else are you doing? Uh, and watch on Disney Plus Kazam. It's available for you on Kazam. Good to, or available on Disney Plus. One of the many benefits of Disney Plus is you can watch this movie. Yeah, that's the main benefit, actually. Everyone's excited about that. Uh, I'm going to bring a new segment to the show. Ooh. It's called Fast Facts. That's right, Fast Facts. <laughs> Here's some fast facts for you about Kazam. I mentioned it in the opener, the Mandela Effect, and I have heard several people. Phil, do you know what the Mandela Effect is? No. It's the feeling... It's like a deja vu, only it's in a reality feeling that you feel like you remember something as being different. It gets its name from Nelson Mandela. There are people that swear that he died several decades before his actual death and his actual funeral. So huh. it comes from that. The Mandela effect in this movie is people think this movie was first called Shazam. And then it comes back as Kazam, but it's Kazam. It's crazy. Weird to think about. Uh, yeah, fast, I mean, that's that, fast fact number that, one. Well, and that, and that people thinking that this movie was called Shazam preceded the movie Shazam by many, many years, is, is what you're saying. Oh, well, by two decades. About by yeah. two and a half decades, actually, doesn't right. it? So, yeah. um, and that may be it. Maybe it's just the sound of the uh, words. And there are other, if you really want to deep dive into some weird stuff, just Wikipedia or Google Mandela Effect. You're going to get some really fun reading, folks. If nothing else, some great fiction, some fun reading. Uh, fast fact number two, uh, Shaq, uh, when asked, why the crap did you do Shazam, Shaq? He said, they came to, they came to me with $7 million and said, will you do this movie? He said, well, how am I going to say no to that? $7 million. <laughs> I agree. I would be a genie for $7 million. There you go. There's your fastbacks brought to you by Disney plus. Wait a minute. Sorry. Wrong, wrong show. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's time. It's now time for a great segment called time for some deets. The details of the movie. Uh, Kazam. See, I almost did it myself. I almost call it Shazam. Kazam. 
uh, directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Paul Michael Glazer did the air up there. He was the director. He played Harry Houdini in the film, The Great Houdini. Uh, he was the director on The Running Man. He was the director on The Cutting Edge. And again, like I said, Kazam, uh, among other things. He's been in a lot of stuff, highly successful career. Uh, and this was not one of the things he did well. Um, let's see. And m- most of those movies, he did. He directed five movies, basically. And this was his last one. He was never invited to be a director ever again <laughs> after Kazam. Um, uh, he also wrote uh, the story. Yeah. Th- uh, so before this movie, the four movies that he directed, only one of them kind of got some good reviews, and that was the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, Running um, Man. Yeah, the other movies were either pans or got mixed reviews. So yeah. uh, this guy has not had a good a good uh, history. He's uh, most famous for being Starsky. He plays Starsky in Starsky you and know Hush. It. Um, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Um, you know. I did uh, the week, before, well, the episode before this one on HMP. I did like a little short, like a 16-minute episode for Blue Chips. Who was one of the stars of that movie, Phil? Oh, it's Shaq. Oh yeah. So two t- two episodes in a row. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Frank Francis Capra. Uh, he is the kid actor in this, and my gosh, uh, yikes! You know, he's 36 years old at the time of this recording. Can you believe that? Oh, we're I thought old. You were say he was 36 back then. Like, yeah, he man. was 36 back then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, he was in uh, Free Willy 2. He was in, um, wow, uh, some episodes of Veronica Mars, TV wise. He's on an episode of The Shield after this, The OC. He was in an episode of that. Uh, probably best known for this. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he's one of the Mayans on there. Uh, he was in an episode. He was in three episodes of Heroes, so he's done a lot of TV, uh, zombies in three episodes, and another uh, zombie-like uh, show called The Strain. He did four episodes. So, yeah, before this movie, he was opposite um, Robert Robert De Niro in A Bronx Tale, which has like a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. He he was actually uh, had a little bit of cachet. Well, it was all taken away because this movie uh, has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yikes. 24 out of 100 uh, on me- on Metacritic. Um, okay, so uh, who else? Starring-wise, the mom is Allie Walker. I uh, don't remember her from much else. Um, she is, uh, yeah, nothing really tripping my trigger here uh, with her. Um, She'd done some TV, really, but one episode of Wings. So good job. I like Wings. Episode of ER. Nineteen episodes of Sons of Anarchy, which is a crossover that her and Francis Capra brought their skills back together. She's in. She's Doctor Donna Monahan on Longmire, eight episodes, and the show called uh, 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 The Colony. Did 13 episodes on that. So anyway, there you go. Uh, July 17th, 1996. Uh, release date, Phil. That was the summer between our junior and senior year this came out. Yeah, big big bo- movie that summer would have been Independence Day. Wow. This came out probably, what, 13 days after that movie? 
It did. <laughs> it did similar. It did similar box office numbers to Independence Day. Twenty million dollar budget, eighteen point nine million at the box office. It lost over a million dollars. Yeah. So, and when when you lose money on paper, you've really lost money in real life. So. Yeah, I I was one of the ones that went to go see Independence Day instead of this one. <laughs> um, I will do the thirty second synopsis. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Okay. Uh, and me and go Sunny D is all over this movie. Gotta love Sunny D product placement. Uh, horrible child actor, uh, is, uh, there's a lot of sappy music. Mom and new boyfriend want to get married. Dad, who the kid thinks is dead, turns out he runs a, uh, nightclub. Uh, kid interjects himself into dad's new life. Uh, the hilarity ensues when dad gets beat up by the thugs he works for. Genie gets taken, uh, comes out, grants him two wishes. Uh, eventually, these thugs take over the genie, and uh, Jafar is not there. But guess what happens at the end? He becomes a Daijin, which was a made-up thing halfway through the movie, apparently. And the it's happily ever after. Dad's back in his life, and I guess boyfriend and mom get married. Good job, Jack. Beep, 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 beep. I beat it's it's telling that... It's telling that you didn't mention any of the wishes in this movie. Because... <laughs> no wishes. All right. Well, and the, the genie. It really the, doesn't the, matter. Yeah, the genie really struggles with these wishes. Right, right, Phil? Yes. Um, what do you think about the genie's ability? Is he a lot like Aladdin's genie? Is it too much? A lot of these scenes in this movie are a lot like Aladdin's genie. Dude, there's so many comparisons. I if it, It's almost... Uh, like if you've seen Aladdin, you kind of already know everything you need to know about the genie in this movie. Like he has even has the same rules. Like you can't raise anyone from the dead or make anyone fall in love. Like it's it's literally the same. It's the same thing. Um, and uh, he wants to be free, like more than anything else in the world. Like basically, take the genie from 1992's Aladdin, and four years later, um, it's basically just a, a live action. This was the 2019. Aladdin remake before 2019. But the reason it's owned by Disney now is because its distribution was done through Buena Vista, which is an, a subsidiary. It's a, a company that is owned by Disney. So oh. even back then, when they were doing, you know, we had the genie in Aladdin, we had Jafar, we had, Aladdin, you know, had whatever. We have Kazam who could have made a great crossover in is with what when was return of Jafar? Oh, I would have loved to have seen probably right Kazam. around this time. Do you think that instead of Will Smith, they thought uh, we should, we should get Shaq to be the genie in the new live action Aladdin, you know, that with ever all the, talked about with all the rapping that's in this movie. And there's a lot of rapping going on in this, in this film. I, 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 I like I had that thought more than once. I was just like, why is Will Smith not the genie in this movie? Like, I, I mean, he would have been at the top of his game for sure. Maybe because he re would have required too much money. I mean, Independence mm -hmm. Day, like I said, did, did come out the same year as this movie. But um, I feel like his career was just starting in 1996, um, kind of gaining speed. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, I definitely got some big Will Smith vibes. Um, and maybe it's just because we just watched that. 2019 movie but um crazy yeah and i i feel like um i don't think will smith would have done anything I mean, even in 
even in that year for seven million dollars would he have been the genie because he would have he would have brought more popularity to this uh film than shaquille o'neal yeah he was uh will smith was mostly known for even back then was still, still mostly known for fresh prince um and he's done true. a cut a couple films here and there. Independence Day was kind of one of his big breakout films, um, which only came out two weeks before this movie. So yeah, exactly. I, I feel like he probably could have done it. I, I think he would probably maybe jumped at the chance to do it for seven. Um, seven million adjusted for inflation today is 11.5. So, I mean, it'd be like Will Smith doing a movie for $11 million now. Um, I, I think he'd probably do it. So well, kind of weird. Possibly. He probably wouldn't do Kazam though. Um, this was um, this was a big turning point year for Shaq, and again, I I don't know anything about about basketball. I, look, I literally looked this up, but this was the transition year when he went from um, was it the Heat? No, uh, Magic from the Orlando Magic. Magic to the Lakers. So yeah. people remember Shaq for the Lakers, but this was really his. He was going into his first year with the Lakers here, dude, and he was a dominant big man. He was a big post, uh, physical yeah. uh, man. Can't, couldn't shoot free throws, but he sure could dunk, <laughs> rebound. Uh man, just so good. Uh big, but had good good speed for a guy that size. Uh very smart. And honestly, a, a shrewd businessman because he had a huge shoe deal with Reebok. He had movies, he had video games, he had a rap album that was already out before this. Yeah. Dude, he was living the high life. Uh there is is there any way, Phil? And I this is a, a odd request. Is there any chance you could get Shaq rapping? Is there any chance? Or even his rant when he first comes out of the genie and does his, you ain't never had a friend like me talk. It's just him <laughs> talking. It's like him doing... In rhyme. Yeah, it's almost like a slam poetry. It's almost like he's slam poetry, like getting after it. I don't uh know. You mean when he it says, not, who, who dare to wake me? Ain't going to make this a mystery. Don't want to do time on your wishes three. Watch it, boy. You don't want to diss me. Or I'll dish out my misery. Now, who's that sorry wannabe? Who that disturbed my Z's? If you want to be number one, I'm sorry, boy, but that, that's been done. But if you got the itches for a sack of riches, don't matter how avaricious. I'm the man who can grant your wishes. I'll, I'll stop there. There's more. I but. love it, man. Everybody give it up for Phil. Yeah, that's pretty good, huh? Um, that's great. No, you don't so, need audio now. You did that. So he he had done a couple rap albums before this movie came out. Um, Shaq Fu. Yeah, and then Shaq Diesel. Shaq Diesel. Oh, Shaq Diesel is the one. Shaq Diesel went platinum. He, he had over a million uh, sales on that one. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't really think of Shaq as a rapper back then, but I guess, I guess he was. He um, brought a name. You know for a fact that people uh, saw him and thought he can bring us money. Let's get him a record deal. He wants to make money. He can go hang out with Foosh Nickens and make a <laughs> rap album. So it's good times. Well, let's talk about this movie, Phil. Uh, it is a dumpster fire of a movie. We've already said uh, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. You have really got to be bad to go 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, you're in Pluto Nash territory here, folks. Yeah. My gosh. Um, what are your, some of your takeaways when you first think about this movie? Um, 
here's here's one of my biggest gripes with the movie and i I, i've seen this echoed on some other reviews that i've kind of seen circulating around the internet um this is got for especially for a kids movie this is going to be one of the most unlikable protagonists in a film ever yeah like from the very beginning of the movie to the middle of the movie to the end of the movie i literally never liked this kid like he 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 doesn't do anything endearing for the most part um he's kind of a punk and he like disrespects his teacher he's kind of bart simpson in in like in in a live action role like yeah but man um, so not likable at all (laughs) like i don't know and combine that with the fact that he doesn't really even want to do wishes like for the most part of the of the movie like the genie is kazam is trying to get him to to wish anything he's like just wish for something just do it they're trying to milk out (laughs) along they're trying to elongate this movie The, the thing is is like there's not a whole lot of movie there's a 90 minute movie the the biggest thing with this kid it that i found hilarious was like Shaq when he first when he first gets the boom box oh by the way a wrecking ball destroys the building that the antique <laughs> lamp that Shaq was in as the genie the the god the lamp falls over hits on a boom box he basically then inhabits the boom box becoming of course a magic boom box <laughs> uh, anyway so then whenever he rushes into this room uh, uh, trying to evade these bullies that have been picking on him, he uh, gets uh, the he awakens the boombox. Apparently, Shaq comes out. He sees Shaq in a whirlwind come out of the boombox. Yeah, the kids that are bullying him see him. Then, when Shaq starts to appear and disappear in different places, the kid no sells it like like oh well that's just stupid i I, i'm out of here man it's like don't you see him doing this mat this magic (laughs) don't you see him doing and like he doesn't even believe that he's a genie at first yeah he literally thinks he's a crazy person following him around it's like (laughs) he keeps appearing in front of you he was behind you now he's in front of you like how dumb are you kid like it's really weird yeah it's not until the the bicycle race scene that he actually fully figures out exactly the that he's bicycle a racing <laughs> it's literally like it's a seven foot man racing a 12 a 12 year old down the street and uh they are uh, uh racing their bicycles of course you know Shaq is just a, a monster over this tiny little bike and he um ends up like flying like the bike starts flying and there's sparks flying fast, out of it yes. at some point and then uh-huh. at that moment and only until that moment uh finally max goes Oh, you're a genie. I get it now. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It, it's beyond bad. And the the way that the kid just like I don't know, I guess they're like, you know the director and someone's like, "Okay, look. Kid, you don't want to give it away. You're you you're very skeptical. You're a very shrewd kid. You're very skeptical of this. No sell this genie. You you don't believe he's really a genie. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, you're a genie. No, duh. Anyway. Um, so, and go ahead. The, the, the only other thing that I, I can say, just kind of in general, there's specific scenes I think we can talk about, but dude, the bad guys in this movie are so stupid. Oh, I, I, so- can't, 
I can't believe how how like um, stereotypical they are and how like not scary at all. One of the the, kind of the main big bad doesn't even appear uh, until halfway through the movie, and and even so, he's barely in it. There's not, and he's not that scary, and he's just kind of a. Well, he talks like it it doesn't help that he's talking like Speedy Gonzalez the the whole time. (laughs) Um, He has kind of this. as who was it Slowpoke? um who was speedy gonzalez's uh uh friend whatever that Slowpoke something whatever but he's like hey speedy Slowpoke." <laughs> like that's, what, that, that's that's how this guy talks the entire movie and it's just like oh my god there is actually a scene where a bad guy in order to prove how tough he is is talking to kazam he takes a cigarette and he puts out he puts the cigarette out in his palm yeah, like to, show just, how tough, to show how <laughs> tough he is. To show how tough he is. Yeah, so that that's about everything you need to know about the bad guys in this movie. I just... The things that they do are just, like, so dumb and stupid. And, oh, my God. I just... The kid um, runs away... Uh, or, you know, runs back home. Mom um, and new boyfriend sit him down and go, Listen, here's some Sunny D. Uh, we want to tell you this. Uh, I want to marry your mother. Uh, now your dad, <laughs> why you would tell a kid this? Now your dad, he never signed the divorce papers. Um, so there's just a few things we've got to get lined out with that, but we've got, we want to, I want to marry your mom. Why did, I mean, I know why, cause we wouldn't have a movie, uh, <laughs> if he hadn't done this. But why would you ever tell your child that? Your dad never. I thought dad was dead. I think does he say that? <laughs> he say I think I thought my dad was dead. Yeah, dead or disappeared. Or, like yeah, he he basically didn't even know if his dad was alive. Yeah. God. So long story <laughs> short, now the son has hope, and he finds later in the movie he finds the original divorce papers, and uh, finds the address. Is that right? How does he find yeah. his dad? Um, well, he gets his name off of like, so one of the craziest, the funniest scenes to me in this movie is like, he, he walks in, he comes home from school one day after school gets home and very, obvi- very, uh, yeah, very obviously very publicly in plain sight right on the dining room table is like just open face is all these papers regarding his dad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, uh, so the prop man, like put all these props, right. Just right in the, in the right place for him to find it. And so he walks in and he sees his dad's name. I don't even think he knew his dad's name. Like his dad's name is there and like, and you know what his profession is or whatever. And so, yeah, he just ends up finding, finding him off of that. But yeah, it was, it was the most obvious like placement of, of a prop I've ever seen. He tracks him down to the nightclub that he works at. And, uh, he then, um, what is your impression of his job? Like, let, let's say I mean, he's obviously kind of a, a bad guy. Like he's, he's, uh, working in this like underworld of the music industry. I, I don't know. Like he's, he's doing illegal things that's for sure what, what do you think is on his business card so to speak like, he runs it but he runs a club i think he runs this club but he yeah. obviously has some dealings but they keep a lot of that out like they're not going to be like also yeah. he's running cocaine for this for this guy <laughs> you know what i'm saying like like it's a kid's movie so they they gotta be like he's a bad guy he runs a nightclub 
where there's rap music, he's <laughs> bad. And it's like, they can't be like, they can't be like, oh, also, uh, he has illegal arms. Like, he has illegal guns that he's running. Also, he's head of the, the cocaine cartel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, like much, they're very much like, oh, he's bad. He listens to loud music, and he has some Guido-like guys that are his friends around there. Yeah, like at first I was like, okay, he's just like a music producer. Like he just records live music um, in his club yeah. or whatever. But then yeah. like in the next scene, he's beating up some some poor fool. So well, like, it, yeah. He, <laughs> I don't know what's going so on he, here. <laughs> so then uh, what happens is he gets invited. He invites himself into his dad's job. He eventually, after the second time going there, tells his dad, I'm your son. His dad remembers his past all of a sudden. And remembers that oh I did have a son, you're yeah. you're you're what's the kid's name's Alex what's his name Max Max I knew there's an X in it oh you're Max everybody hey everybody this is my son <laughs> what anyway so then he's like you and want he, some pizza where's yeah, the pizza at <laughs> cool dad he's got pizza you want some pizza kid and so then he's like uh so then he welcomes him in Max come back. We've got uh, some random rapping ladies here tonight. Uh, and who's this black guy that is hanging out with you that we can see? Which, by the way, the genie being corporal, corporal and being able to be seen is interesting to me. Like, yeah, he then, the genie then manifests into a rapper on stage, creates some jewels out of the light sparks, and then the bad guy, the main bad guy, is like, well, this guy is very, very good. He's going to make me a lot of jewels and money. And he's, so he's like, you've got to get him a record contract. Yeah, he knows we're he's bad. Uh, and we give out record contracts because we're evil. <laughs> no, it's so confusing what the, what the actual ring. Uh, yeah, what is happening in this club or whatever. But uh, yeah, the, he knows he's a good rapper because uh, he delivers a line during this rap battle in the middle of the recording where he says, if you girls are hungry, let's green egg and ham it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Shaq. Yeah, there's, there's some bad raps in this, in this movie for sure. Hashtag because of Shaq. <laughs> At any rate, so then basically Shaq is moving on to his own solo rap career not granting the final wish. Yeah. So here's here's my one kind of pseudo positive. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I, and this makes me like the movie in any way, shape, or form. But if I if I'm really scrounging the bottom of the barrel to try to find something positive, one thing I did like that it, that at this time was a spin on the 1992 Aladdin. But I think that honestly, 2019 actually does something similar to Kazam. Um, Kazam shows him as somewhat autonomous like he yes he has to honor wishes when they are given like he is ultimately at someone's beck and call but he also can have like a life of his own and i we kind of saw that in will smith's genie in last year in 2019 um where he has like a love interest and like has this whole like side plot going on with this other girl and stuff like that and i feel like kazam does that a little bit and I actually kind of likes part of some of those scenes where like, it's like, no, he, he wants to do things and he's going to do them because he has time to do it. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, unfortunately his rapping is so bad and his acting is so bad that none of those scenes were interesting to watch, but I thought the premise was interesting. 
I mean, you you've got a real point. This this is just this is just basically the new Aladdin. Only the new Aladdin was a lot like the original cartoon Aladdin. I mean, it's not like it's that different, right? Anyway, but you ain't never had a friend like me. So uh, anyway, so they then he ends up. How does he get? Shaq is uh, rapping. He's gonna he's gonna get a new recording contract. The kid goes and finds um, finds his uh, basically. He's trying to still track his dad down, but then his dad gets beat up. He goes to see his dad one last time. His dad is getting beat up. Uh, yeah, one, one of the, the big things that we kind of skipped over was that um, Max actually is, is he's kind of been being bullied and beat up the entire movie. And um, these bullies somehow always find him in like one of the largest New York suburbs. <laughs> like he, they live in Brooklyn. Right. Like, well, it's like, on, it's, like home, <laughs> it's like Home Alone 2 where – uh, somehow in all of in all of New York, the the sticky bandits find him. You know, yeah, find, you know, find him. So, so they're always around the next corner, and so he, they see him leaving the club at one point, and um, they're like, "Hey, kid, we're gonna beat you up." And he says, "I can um, get you backstage." He says, I, "I can get you. I can get you the recording. Like, I can get you back. Yeah, backstage where you can find the recording and steal it." And they're like, "Okay, we won't beat you up. We'll get, we'll just grab that recording." And so they steal the only copy. <laughs> oh my gosh. They, they didn't even have a backup copy. Um, they steal the only copy of, the, of this million dollar. Everyone knows it's a million dollar recording that they got that night. And so, um, oh, they, the 90s. <laughs> they, they steal it. And so that's what gets his dad in trouble with um, the big bad uh, of, the, uh, of the movie. Isn't that insane that in 1994, that was a plot in a movie? Like, they were looking to, the, uh, for a uh, video or a, a, um, an audio recording. It's the only audio recording we have. It's Shaq rapping. Um, meanwhile, like in 1939, they made Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but in 1994, Kazam, that was still a plot in a movie. So anyway, there yeah. you go. Congrats. Yeah. Congratulations. Whatever. Um, uh, so... They eventually he eventually uses one of his wishes to get the tape back from the bullies, right? He also ends up uh, the bad guys figure out, hey, Kazam is a genie, not a rapper, and if I can get my pow- get him to get back in this boombox, then I can become the genie. He how does he knock the kid out? What's ha- what happens to the kid? He pushes, yeah. Malik pushes him down this. Like uh, it looks like an elevator shaft, but like he he falls a great distance. Which earlier in the movie he fell three stories and survived without a scratch. This time he apparently dies. So, so he's uh, he's there. The dad is given back. That's another wish he made, right? No, it's not a wish he made. This was very confusing for me. I, I had to actually look up a couple articles to figure out like what the heck is going on. Like so I here's the best I can explain it is is he wants to use his third wish for his dad to have quote a second chance at at life. And at that time, Kazam tells him, sorry, no can do, you know, I can't do ethereal magic, which I guess falls under that big broad category. And so he says, sorry, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. And then later on Kazam beats up all the thugs 
and beats up Malik and basically, you know, the causes a fire, the firemen come in, the police raid the place and send everyone to jail, which I guess gave him a second chance at life. And so like, even though he couldn't just snap his fingers and make the second chance happen, he made it happen by beating up everybody and calling in the police. And so maybe by the fact that he was able to pull off what he wasn't supposed to be able to do, that was the thing that honored that wish. But then why he's able to bring Max back to life is never explained. I, I think it's, I think maybe he he's able to bring him back to life because because he can be, he becomes a gin at that point, which is oh, like, a, yeah. like a free genie, uh, right? Which by the way, that is. Does he mention that before? Yeah, it's mentioned in the middle of the movie. There's, when they're dancing uh, around, he's like, "I'm just a genie, <laughs> you're just a genie, we're all just genies." Yeah. There's a there's a um, fantastic rap battle type oh. scene in the middle of the movie between Max and, and Kazam, where the hook of the chorus is, uh, uh, "We're not men, we genie," because um, they're so street. <laughs> and uh, oh. so, yeah. But right before that rap battle scene between the two of them, he kind of lays out the law of like, "This is the difference between a genie and a jinn." Um, and so I guess he ascends to Jin status, which means he can now bring back people from the dead. Wow. And so he, he brings Max back uh, to life at that point. Dude, so, and he gets to go on with his life. Uh, and as the movie credits end, uh, right before they end, uh, he's walking with his new lady. And his lady's like, you don't have a job. And you need <laughs> you need to, seriously, she's like, you got to do something with your life. And he's like, you're right, I'm Shaq. The end. Yeah. We don't ever see mom again. I guess mom and boyfriend are going to get married. Dad's going to sign the divorce papers. And then they'll all meet up in Kazam 2, Return of uh, Malik. Yeah, I think that you see the police actually hauling dad off. Um, so I think he's maybe... Um, no, Malik. Malik murders Malik. Shaq murders <laughs> Malik. Puts yeah. him in a basketball and puts him in a shredder. Dude, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. He that murdered CGI. somebody. Yeah, he d- he literally turns him into yeah, a, a kid's bouncy ball movie. and then dunks This is him. supposed to be a kid's movie. <laughs> he murdered them. Yeah. In- unbelievable. And Dude, insane a, in the memory. A, a great insane in the brain. A great acting moment um, uh, from Shaq. He's carrying dead Max, lifeless Max in his arms out, out of the building, this burning building at the end. And he looks up into the sky and he goes, no. Gosh. <laughs> so bad. And, and, then he, and then he looks down at, again, lifeless Max. And he says, I wish I could have granted your wish. I wish I could have filled your heart. <laughs> Yeah, I like how you laugh about this. <laughs> uh, I like how you're laughing about this dead child at the bottom of an elevator. It's horrible, Jack. Jack we have it's to horrible. Talk, it's terrible. As Charles Barkley would say, it's terrible. This is one of the worst movies I've I've seen in a long time. That's why we're doing it. That's why yeah, we're yeah. bringing <laughs> we're bringing it back. Uh, Cats, Jack. Is, Cats is on the way sometime too because that's hor- it's as horrible I've heard so. Uh, we have to talk about the first wish that he utters about the third. Yeah, the what happened to that? It's a black jaguar. No, no, no. This is the food one. Oh, junk food, hamburgers. This is this is the plot of um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> yeah. That's where they got this idea. Yeah. Yeah, he says uh, he says I-, I want lots of food or whatever. And, and I want then... junk food piled to the ceiling, <laughs> a sky high as the sky. 
yeah here here's this guy and um and it starts ringing down like packaged m&ms like they're in they're in like plastic wrappers it starts out (laughs) as hamburgers and fries and right. burri- and bean burritos. Bean burritos. Because bean about. burritos yeah. are junk food that kids love. <laughs> oh, we kids love these bean burritos. What? <laughs> what a movie. Golly. Oh, squish, squish, flat. Squish, flat. And then there's like, and then by the end, sugar da- there are sugar daddies <laughs> um, and all kinds of other fun, uh, fr- like Did you said, packaged uh, treats. Pr- Bitto honey. Pr- yeah, the, pr- the, pr- the product nut. placement. The product placement is off the charts. There's Pepsi everywhere. It's it's th- this movie's Sunny crazy. Deep. Sunny yeah. D is in the house in this movie. Not purple stuff. Sunny D. Anyway. Um. Yep. The, the other scene that we have to discuss is the French toast eating scene. Tell us do about you, it. You remember this? Tell, one? tell the fans. So there's um. First of all, Kazam uh, wakes up in bed next to Max, which Cuddling is him. just just a little weird. You know, he's a middle age. He's a 20 something year old man. It's okay. Well, he's technically 5,000 years old. He's but. his tutor as his, yeah. when he shows up in their house. Yeah, yeah. Tutor's got to sleep together. A tutoring Yikes. kid. Uh, Yikes. And, and so, so many things wrong with what you just said, sir. <laughs> go ahead and tell the fans about the French toast. <laughs> so they go down to breakfast, and mom just thinks, of course, he just came over to the house. <laughs> he obviously slept there. And um, they go into the the dining area for breakfast, and mom makes French toast. And she's like, you got to eat your French toast, French toast. And so they put it on the on the plate. He's like, I'm not eating, eating French toast. He's, again, a totally unlikable protagonist. Sure. And, He's a jerk. And um, so Kazam, while mom's back is turned, uh, levitates the French toast into the air. And they kind of fold up almost like a, like a butterfly, kind of something from Alice in Wonderland. And they kind of flutter around, like fly around the, the living room for a while. And of course, Max is doing what every kid in, in this situation, any movie ever does. Like, no, Kazam, stop you know my mom's gonna see oh it or whatever gosh. and then um he he causes the two of the french to- there's three french toasts to the first two to fly into his mouth just bam bam just right back to back and he just swallows both of them whole and then he hovers the the last one in front of max and he's just like no no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna eat this whatever and then at one point he um, screams at his mom and his, his mouth flies open. And that's the moment that Kazam shoves the, the last piece of French toast right into his mouth and he swallows it whole. It's a, it's a large piece of toast. And he, <laughs> he, he, eats it, he swallows it one bite. Cartoon animation, uh, <laughs> the uh, levels of which we haven't seen since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, it's yeah. like he uh, is the genie from Aladdin only with a new twist. <laughs> a shack twist. And he's a a rapping with a heart of gold. So, uh, Phil, if you were going to tell me, let's rate this movie. Mm. What if you were going to tell me on a scale of one horrible to five, one being uh, pretty bad uh, and bad, five being uh, the room being um, something horrible, something really bad, something very very bad. Where does this rank? It's not the room. I there are there are movies that are just so bad to watch that you're just like, oh my gosh, how did this even get made? Is this uh, they, as bad as Double Dragon? Do you remember Double Dragon? We watched like hundreds no. of movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that. 
they have a similar feels like goofy, stupid. Like I can't believe anyone thought this would be something that anyone want to watch. But go ahead. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of CGI in this movie, but when it was there for 1996, I, I feel like it wasn't terrible. Um, there were probably you know a couple groaner moments maybe even back then um i don't know i guess i would put this maybe i will definitely never watch this again i i'm glad i saw it just so i i know i'm part of the zeitgeist of like this the existence of this movie i i guess i'd go with a four though because it is really bad like i'm telling you like from beginning to end almost all of the acting in this movie is bad it, and it, it feels, reminds me a lot of like an earnest movie like like something yeah. so bad where you're like oh my gosh like why are we doing this? You know, I, I really feel like it with a different actor. If they had not gotten Shaq and had gotten just someone, just someone no, totally no name, it might have been straight to video. Like this, this movie might not even made it in theaters. Well, there'd be no reason. Like if you didn't have someone like Shaq yeah. in it as the genie, there'd be no reason. Like even if you at the time, I'm trying to think of who who was popular at the time. Even if Bernie Mac, or even if I'm trying to think of other. I'm just, I know I'm using black actors, but I'm trying to think about other black actors that would be funny, that they might want to do a, you know, him trying to carry a movie. That, and that's the biggest issue is like you have a kid in check trying to carry a movie. And anytime that happens, watch out. Anything can happen. You know, we watched, yeah. uh, we watched, um, is it called Thunderstruck? It had Kevin Durant in it. And James Green came on and talked about it. And oh, yeah. he's an NBA player as well. Uh, and he is a better actor than Shaq. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now they asked Shaq to do a lot more in this than they asked Kevin Durant to do in that movie. But Shaq is rapping. Shaq is doing comedy bits that aren't comedy at all, but they're supposed to be. So I definitely would say this is a four and possibly a five because <laughs> I'm telling you the ratings don't lie. Um, man, it is uh, six on. Rotten Tomatoes for a reason. Six percent of Rotten Tomatoes for a reason. So. Oh yeah. What? Uh, what if anything have you been watching lately? Something you've been into lately? Maybe uh, music. Maybe a book. Maybe a uh, a game. Maybe it, it could be anything. Well, I mean, I talk about this all the time on on Disney Plus reviews, but pretty much the only thing I've been watching over the last month and a half, uh, maybe two months now, um, has been Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and I, I'm so super into it. I, I think I've like basically I've been binging it from season one, episode one, and I think I've like five episodes left um, before I'm fully caught up. So I've been just been tearing through seasons. I've watched over a hundred episodes of Clone Wars in the last couple months. So um, if you want to know what I've been into lately, that's, wow. that's, that's definitely it. A hundred episodes. It's a lot. Kelly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I, I'm, I'm really loving it. It is honestly, this is something I'm not said on the, on the Disney plus reviews podcast. It is, it has really fleshed out the world world is not the right the galaxy i guess is a better way to say it but the galaxy of star wars more more than any movie uh has more than the mandalorian has like this one show just this i mean there are other shows other star wars shows that even add to it even more but honestly if all we had was the clone wars that the clone wars would be my my biggest source of information about the various alien races and the planets that are out there and where the planets are in proximity to each other and all the different factions you see pirates um like pirates are main characters in the show which is not a big thing uh in the movies 
um, you see uh, uh, smugglers and underworlds and, you know, like we get, we get a little, a sense, just small senses of that. There are, there in the movies, there are races, alien races that you see in the backgrounds, like at the cantina, most famously, that are fully fleshed out races. You see, they have names, they have a, a home, they have a planet, they have a, a language, perhaps. And it shows you all that stuff. And honestly, like for any Star Wars fan that's only seen the movies, you owe it to yourself to watch the Clone Wars if you love that galaxy, the, that world building that they've done because it's, it is fully fleshed out in the Clone Wars because they have so many hours to do it. Um, so it's, it's really fant- fantastic. Cool. Um, it is a great show. Uh, some of the newer episodes, we, like we've talked about on our other show, like not, well, we'll let you listen to those episodes of our other show to understand what our thoughts are on the, some of the newer, the couple of last newest, newer episodes, but, yeah, Overall, yeah, great show, man! Phenomenal show. Um, I tell you what, I started watching. I'm three episodes in. Uh, it's all it's all a rage on the internet now, uh, Phil. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Tiger King, and it's yeah. a documentary, and it is unbefreakingleavable. It's unreal. They, talk, they talked about that on on Sip Pop, a, a podcast that I produce. Um, that's actually a part of the studio DNA network, just like this podcast. But yeah, they, they talked about it on sip pop and they were just going on and it, on about the show. It is the wildest ride. Uh, and it's crazy. And so, it, some people can, kind of the premise of it, if, if they haven't, if they don't well, have Netflix or they haven't, if, they haven't heard. You all know these places. Uh, you've seen them before. It could be like a tiger sanctuary or like an animal park. And it's not a zoo, but it's like an animal park. And you can go and you maybe pet an animal. or And we're talking about they have big cats. This kind of outlines that industry following kind of three uh, different tiger parks or tiger sanctuaries. And uh, it flushes out kind of the, the relationships between the three people. And uh, one of them absolutely hates one of the other ones. And the <laughs> other one, the other two like each other and are friendly. And uh, it's just weird. It's a weird show. It's part, uh, I don't want to give too much of it away because it's worth a watch. Hide your kids on it. Your kids do not need to watch this. It is wild. It's is it is it um, crazy wild. Real life documentary reality oh, it's show? Real. It's okay. real. It's okay, real. Gotcha. So if you liked, if you liked uh, making a murderer, making a murderer on Netflix, you will like Tiger King. Okay. Also, if you like, Weird, weird, oddity cultural stuff. You're gonna love Tiger King. So, has anyway. Amanda been watching this with you? We are three episodes in together. We have to wait till Miller goes to bed uh, because we're not gonna watch that in front of him because he does not need to see some of the stuff that's on this. Yeah, screen. unreal. Yeah. She likes unbelievable. It. Yeah, she absolutely does. I think there's so a, anyway. a, part, a part of our human psyche that is just really attracted to the bizarre. Oh, like just the, the, yeah it's the um uh oh i'm i'm failing to think of it um who's the uh, uh springer it's the jerry springerness of our psyche that like that we're just attracted to just like weird stuff man like really crazy that, stuff the, the other humans do <laughs> yeah it's it's really really weird so anyway i recommend it if you like something weird if not then don't watch this because that, that thing's crazy anyway there you go so cool well phil 
good stuff, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Uh, we'll, I don't know. We may have more time to do more. I really want to do, uh, speaking of tiger or thinking of cats, uh, and tigers and cats. Oh, I yeah. really want to do the movie cats at some point. Um, because I've heard it's a train wreck. So maybe yeah, sooner than later. No, we need to get a hold of that one and watch it. Uh, but anyway, very good. Uh, anything else, Phil, before we leave? No, man. Okay. Everyone Got stay it. safe. Be careful. Uh, try to stay inside uh, because that's kind of what we're having to do. I feel so bad, Phil, for small business, small businesses right now. For yeah, restaurants. For, like, I can't even – I'm in an education. You're in education. We're in industries – that are that are just around and you're still i'm still working you're still working but it's one of those where people that have a small business people that have a restaurant man i can't even fathom it and i feel so bad if you have a small business and you're listening to this podcast understand man you've got a couple people here that are that really appreciate you and are we feel bad for your plight right now because it is not good for you i'm sorry yeah uh, if you're listening to this and, and you can um, pat- patronize your, your local restaurant or supermarket or something like that, uh, please do. Um, help, let's help each other out during this time. Um, there are people that are being laid off and, and you know, supply is low and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, let's, let's try to try to keep the economy going as much as we can. And I, I know we've been trying to still, you know, buy gasoline and and you know groceries and we hit up the local drive-through you know just keep just kind of keep money flowing um around the area there's a couple uh restaurants kind of in in and around the town that we live in that we've got some uh carry out from just because i feel like those are places i've always kind of liked going and you want to see them do well and it's just tough man like yeah if you if you want those businesses to be there in a few months then uh, we all need to ship in so here you go so all right phil thanks for thanks for coming on everyone thanks for listening uh we appreciate you guys and um holler at us uh at one horrible movie on the twitter uh our facebook page is still going and uh just go to the horror movie podcast on facebook and uh holler at us we'll talk to you guys later see you soon kazam see you on the